Well, again, it is uh, good to, to be with you. Um, I don't know about uh, you, but uh, this year has been full, has it not? Yeah. And um, each year, uh, we um, are excited just to get together uh, with our church family and sit with you and kind of talk about, um, as elders, what, what are some of the things that uh, we've seen God uh, doing in this past year? Where, where are some... Uh, directions or what are some directions that God might be taking us in this next year. And although we would love just to sit and uh, talk uh, with each of, uh, of you in, in a living room environment um, all of the time, we can't do that all of the time, but uh, we love just to sit here and uh, chat about things um, here this morning with you. So we're grateful that uh, you're here. We're going to share about some of these things in just kind of a casual way and uh, talk about some of the things that God's been doing with the Elders Forum. So if you don't know, um, this is uh, Greg Hesterman here on the end, one of our elders, uh, Ryan James, um, I'm Eric Kitchen, and this is, um... yeah, 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 Paul. This is Paul Datoma, and uh, we, um, we get uh, the privilege to serve um, as elders here at New Life. And for us, um, elders is primarily a role of pastoring our people, um, shepherding and caring for our people. Um, certainly, there's a leadership role to that and a teaching role to that, but uh, primarily, uh, we enjoy um, just pastoring our people. So as we get started, guys, I'm curious, as you guys look um, back to 2021, um, which is gone, holy cow, it's over, <laughs> uh, 2020 is gone, 2021 is gone, um, it is a new year. But uh, as uh, you look back, uh, what are some of the things that uh, we've seen God doing um, in our church, in our lives, and um, all of that? I can start. Um, as a part of the body here at New Life, I just got to say, when I look back at 2021, in spite of the challenges and in spite of all the ups and downs and the craziness, um, I couldn't be more proud to just be a part of this church body mm. and just to see how people have responded in spite of the adversity. And, um, you know, it's in, for me personally, it's just incredibly humbling to see our body respond in the way it has over uh, multiple issues that came up throughout the year and just to see um, people react in a way that was positive and encouraging and thoughtful and just um, God-honoring, I believe. So, I'm glad it's over, but I look back on it and I'm just incredibly proud of our body. It's interesting. You mentioned um, the adversity that uh, we as people have faced. What are some of the things that maybe come to mind uh, with some of that adversity? 24 hours to get out of the building <laughs> or something to that effect. <clears throat> yeah, that was something. Moving. I, th I think we're going to talk about that here, but that was incredible. Um, you know, seeing how, um, you know, in spite of the COVID environment, how we've continued to meet and, you know, we face sickness. We've had definitely members of our body that have been incredibly uh, sick, whether it was from COVID or other things and to see others come around them um, has just been, again, incredibly encouraging to see people's hearts and serving uh, in times of need, whether it was tearing down a wall or wiring or painting or, you know, whatever it was, it was just incredibly cool to see people just say, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, awesome. 
Yeah, I think uh, echoing that surviving another year of, of COVID uh, was was huge, and we've we've been blessed. We know that um, you know many people have have uh, suffered significantly. Uh, people have lost their lives to it. God has uh, blessed us. Um, no one here has passed away from COVID. That's not to say that couldn't happen in the coming year, but we're so thankful for 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 God's provision and protection for us last year. Makes me wonder if next year we're going to be saying the same thing about 2021 because we weren't expecting this in 2021 after 2020. Um, but uh, but I think, um, you know, through it all, uh, the things that really st- stood out to me was how the body um, desired to be the body, to come together, to worship together. I mean, right out of the gate uh, from way back in 2020, there, there was clearly a desire on our part to meet together face-to-face, to be in fellowship with one another, uh, to be in community, and to, to see that hunger, uh, I think, was, was fantastic. I think, um, you know, 2021 gave us an opportunity to get back out into the community uh, with some of the local outreach that we were involved with, whether it was Hometown Day or the parades or whatever. So that was, that was refreshing and really looking forward to this year as well. Yeah, when I think of uh, 2021, the, uh, kind of weirdly, I, I don't know that I've thought back on a year and, and recollected our, our sermon passages, our sermon books this year, but when I um, was, was kind of reminded of those Colossians Philemon, mm-hmm. Malachi, mm-hmm. and then we rolled right into uh, Advent, which kind of is, is right on the heels yeah. of Malachi. Yeah. Those really uh, ring. I, I actually feel like I remember how God worked on me um, during, those, uh, during those studies in life group, and then obviously on Sunday morning or, or on Sunday morning and then in life group. And so that's been a, a neat part of uh, 2021. I think those, those books uh, were... Um, were impactful, so that was uh, beneficial, and um, I think um, I know our, I think our life group um, really engaged them well, and it was an uh, exciting time. I also think about uh, we were able to have a, a, a mission trip that was completed by the grace of God, but got some luggage finally, um, and um, without you know, with you know, I think there's a lot of courage in that group's part. I don't know that I would have had the courage to. Um, leave the country, um, not because I was necessarily afraid of getting sick. I would be afraid of not being able to get home um, with all sorts of, of you know, moving parts and variables that you don't have control over. And so the group that, that did that and was willing to go do that, um, that was, uh, um, praise God for, for taking them there, the impact they had, and for bringing them all home on time and, and safe and healthy. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2021 also um, introduced some new folks to new life. Uh, The Lord brought us some new faces, new families, and it's been wonderful getting to know everybody. Uh, Of course, um, with the the new faces, uh, we came new participants in life groups and D groups and things like that. So that was exciting, too. Yeah. Well, and just to... um just to be together. This past week, um, I was at um, just kind of a network lunch with a bunch of um, youth pastors and um, just hearing some of the struggles that um, their churches are having. You know, my, my heart goes out to them quite a bit. Um, but just to see how um, our church family is committed to one another, it's unique um, mm-hmm. and it's different. 
And when you've experienced something else, um, I think you begin to understand uh, what God's doing here. Um, this has been good. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage us all um, just to continue on that path of um, getting connected with one another, um, sharing our lives uh, with one another. And um, it's just been really, really, really good. So other things that came to the top of your minds as you think about 2021? I'm just excited to see what 22 brings. <laughs> it it um, seems there's a growing trend in our culture that uh, we're just so glad the previous year's done, and <laughs> we're ready to move on. Well, um, Greg kind of alluded to this already, but I want to take it in maybe in a different direction. But um, the adversity that we faced in having to move <laughs> in short order, um, you know, when I recall um, not knowing where we were going to meet the following Sunday, we ended up meeting at the park, had a great time, by the way, and a great turnout, and then the very next Sunday, we were here. Now, that, that would not have happened if it wasn't for all the people that, that made that possible, but I think what we, we don't want to overlook was that whole year was a process of us trying to discern where God was leading. And we tried hard to, to bring the body along, communicating you know, with the body um, where we were at any given moment, asking for prayer, asking for suggestions and things like that. And to, to see where we are now, I think, is a testimony to the unity that we have in the body and um, the relationship that, that we have with the flock and the flock has with us. I was just very encouraged because I'm not sure many churches could have endured and, and you know, not just that moment, but going back to 2019 and going from our permanent location to the school, to Eastside, to here. Um, I think it's a testimony of, of God's faithfulness, but also the faithfulness of our body. Yeah, and the, the part that meant a lot to me was the trust you all had in us in making those decisions and moving forward. And, you know, I was surprised there wasn't more questions, honestly. You know, more <laughs> questions. And, you know, I would get people texting me, hey, how many people have, like, complained about this? And I'm like, I, I don't know mm-hmm. of any. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know some? <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it was shocking. And, and, then, really and then the many hands, too, that day getting out of Eastside in an hour after church was incredible. Yeah. You know, moving everything down to Mark's uh, storage unit or barn, if you will, and then to see what transpired in this space, the, God's provision of this space when we thought at first it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not perfect, but man, it feels good to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's clearly where God has us now. Yeah. First of all, I'm not sure why my feet are dangling up here. Cause so I gotta, I gotta reverse this thing here. Be I'm like, why are my feet dangling and Paul's aren't? So <laughs> what does that mean? there we go. It was a slight dig on my stature. Huh? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just we're just so used to it. <laughs> I know. I know. So yeah, I just think back to God's provision um since 2020 of of really the the blessing of Eastside, the time we were there and the size of those rooms made it just incredibly convenient and mm-hmm. and in the moment in time where we needed to be able to spread out yeah. and 
it was just, you know, just a, literally a godsend to be there. And then, you know, ultimately when, when that, you know, it, you know we, we tried hard and felt like it was where God wanted us to go was to, uh, uh, to buy that building and to push forward that way. And then that door got closed. And so, you know, praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And uh, one week later, this, this place, uh, by God's grace, uh, lands um, in our laps. And what a beautiful building it is. I mean, if, it, if you were here on Christmas Eve and during Christmas season, just what a gorgeous room this is. And it, uh, I, just, I just can't, um, you know, say it enough that God has provided for us. And I, mean, I could sit up here and, and talk through the last um, 20 years uh, pretty easily of his faithfulness. And it is a testament to, to him, to him alone, but also to the, the faithfulness and the surrender of, of this church family um, in, its, in its various ebbs and flows over the course of 20 years, but especially in the last, you know, in the last year is where we're at right now. Um, you know, what a, what a blessing to be a part of, of a group of, of all of us that, um, that are seeking to surrender to him and, and move as he moves. Yeah. So as uh, we begin 2022, 21's gone, and uh, we are each uh, have the privilege to be in different stages of uh, D groups, and we've got a life group we study God's Word with. Is there a scripture that kind of comes to mind as you think about um, what, um, what God's doing or going to do um, in this coming year? Is there something that kind of has come to mind as we get ready for the next year? Well, for me, there's there's a couple of verses that have stood out for, for a while, but I think uh, 2021, it was something that I thought about a lot, and um, going into 2022, I realized that these verses, the truth contained in them anyway, is applicable um, not just for last year or this year, but for every day of my life. Yeah. And and then even this morning, as I was thinking about sharing those, those verses, um, it's really applicable for all of us. Uh, every day of our life. And this year, um, uh, I, I'm just going to try to figure out what it all means, but it's, it's Philippians 3, uh, 13 and 14, uh, where Paul writes and, and he says that, um, brethren, I, I do not regard myself as having take, taken hold of it yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lays ahead. Um, I press on to the goal, towards the goal, of, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, as I, as I say that to you, I have to confess to you, I'm not sure I understand what all that means, uh, but it's going to be really fun unpacking that because thinking about Paul's heart and desire um, that despite all the wonderful things that he did, all the, the legacy that he had, his past victories in the faith, you know, as well as failures and things and, and struggles and adversity, he says, forgetting all of that, I, I need to look forward. I need to reach forward and uh, strive for the goal of the prize of, of attaining the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And, and I'm not sure exactly I know what that is, but I know it's good, and I know it's worth pursuing, and so for myself, that's something I'm going to be thinking a lot about this year, and I hope as a body, we will consider doing it as well. 
Yeah, I, I love those verses, Paul. When I read, you're going to share those. I'm like, oh, those are so cool. He beat me. Um, but honestly, the, the one God has um, put on my heart as I look back the last year, for me, uh, 2021 was just, I don't want to say it was, it was just crazy busy. I mean, crazy, crazy busy for me between work, family, and church. Um, and there's been harder times, but 2021, it just seemed like there's never a time to rest and focus. And Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. And I feel like for me personally, mm-hmm. I need to make that a priority for 2022 because that's where my priority needs to be. It doesn't need to be on the craziness of work or family or even church. I need to make sure I'm taking the time, allowing time in my life, the white space, if you will, to spend with him so I don't step out of line with what he intends for my life. And that's mm-hmm. really my hope as I look in, as I look forward to 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it, um, my verses tie in. In James 1, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, as though... That, that's not difficult enough. Um, it goes on to say, um, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And then it says this, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And uh, someone summarized those verses for me years ago in a book that I read, and it basically says, um, at the end of perseverance comes maturity. And I'm like, all right, you know, I don't know, I think it was 10, 15 years ago, I was like, okay, good, I can persevere, when's the end? <laughs> well, I haven't found the end um, just yet, um, and it's just this thing through this past month with um, a death in the family, with um, sickness being around, and, and so many here just kind of being sick, and you know, just kind of wonder, well, okay, well, when, when's the end uh, of it? And um, sometimes I can find myself drifting to the idea that persevering is the goal. Um, when perseverance is not the goal, um, it is um, that steadfastness would have its full effect, um, that we would be uh, made perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, that we would gain um, a sense, um, a piece of maturity. And I know that for me is something I have to constantly remind myself that um, God is continuing to work um, in my life to transform me um, into the image of Christ. And uh, my job um, isn't to figure it all out, um, but it's to persevere and uh, let God um, have his way in me. So mm-hmm. this year has definitely just hammered that home. Yeah, not unrelated to that. I was really um, impacted by the, the passages that I had studied during the Advent series, uh, especially the, the week that I preached in um, Luke chapter 1, uh, when Mary was interacting with, with Gabriel, and, and, he, and he brings a, a pretty significant message to her, one that, that promised um, difficulty or at least uncertainty and, and, and much change and disturbance in her life. And I was, I was and continued to be challenged by verse 38 in Luke uh, chapter 1 after that interaction. And from all appearances, she probably had, what, 10 minutes um, to absorb all that? It seems like a legitimate you know, conversation like you would have and not like she had four days or four weeks to absorb it. 
And her response after getting a couple question answers was, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And that has been um, ongoing in my mind uh, since then. Because we don't, we don't get the promise of, 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 of happiness and enjoyment and being thrilled with everything that goes on in our lives. Um, God, God is, is working this, you know, he's working on us through these things, just like Eric said, maturing us, perfecting us um, as we endure. And so um, I, I strive for and am inspired by Mary's immediate response and comfort level with this idea that her life this, this fun little life as a, as a young lady and a, and a new potential husband and a marriage on the way um, is about to get turned upside down. And she was, she was ready to worship and ready to obey. And um, that's, that's my challenge as I look ahead to, um, to 2022, um, not knowing what is in store for, uh, for, my, uh, for my family, for my work life, um, to our, our church family, um, I am inspired and look to to trust and worship like she did. Yeah, I'm just so grateful because as you were talking about uh, scripture that you've been able to preach on this year and how it's impacted your life, and looking forward to seeing that play out in 2022. I mean, didn't you preach on like dung being thrown and like the elders' faces or something? I'm just grateful that that's that's not what you feel God's doing this year. <laughs> I had to push that one off aside. Thank thank you for that. Um, from all of us. Um, thank you. <laughs> so as uh, God's doing these things in us, uh, what are some uh, ways that we see God is in the process of growing um, our church family, um, just spiritually, and, and kind of how, how do you see um, possibly God accomplishing some of those things? Well, I think, um, first of all, it's not rocket science. I, I think God's purposes are the same. Um, he wants to conform us to the image of his son. Mm. So I think as a church, uh, and this would be in keeping with, with our mission, with our vision, with our core values, but that um, we uh, need to be focused on cultivating intimacy with God as our first priority. Um, you know, um, you know, Jesus said, if anyone loves father, mother, brother, sister, you know, more than me is not worthy of me, you know, we're to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And so cultivating intimacy with God, of course, through the spiritual disciplines, you know, um, being committed, uh, to being in God's word on a regular basis, um, uh, certainly in serving and in sharing our faith, you know, with others. Being in community is a huge piece there. Uh, something that, that this year, um, really don't want to get ahead of myself, but just excited about where we're going with that. But I think also prayer, um, that we need to be a, a church um, that is fervent in prayer. Yeah, I think that's um, that's just incredibly important that individually and then also together and, and doing doing that together. And during 2021, we took the opportunity to have a one uh, prayer emphasis week where we were spending time uh, together various times during the week, but then also even um, independently doing a 24-hour uh, time of prayer where people are signing up for slots. So we're going to do that again um, at least once this year, and it may have a focused emphasis 
um, or it may not. And it may just be a time of, of you know, getting with the Lord and asking for his direction in our, our personal lives, in our church's life, um, um, our life groups um, that, that have you know, lots, of, lots of moving parts and God working in each of those areas in multiple different ways. I think another one is is having and, and, and leading in, in ourselves, figuring out what it means to engage in our culture. There's so many difficult um, areas where where you you open up, you you listen to what's going on around you, whether it's people you work with or friends or, or whatever, and you're asking these questions. Okay, these concepts they they sound really good. Um, and then and you start to step down that path, and you're like, wait a second, is that, is that true to Scripture? And then you start to ask yourself, I better go look. And, and, then, then you, and, and so there's, there's several topics that are, that are in, the, in the culture right now that are high yeah. that, that, that you don't know. And until you pick up God's Word and start to, start to bounce those things off of it, um, you can't be certain that just the things you're hearing from from people, even that you may trust, it's got to go back to God's yeah. word. And so to to figure out ways that we can lead um, our body, that we can become um, more um, aware and better equipped, um, we're after some of those resources um, to, to equip people with too. Yeah, there was um, an email, was it two weeks ago? Um, it came out with access.org. Um, did anyone sign up for access.org? Um, if you haven't, <laughs> um, which is all of you but two, <laughs> if you haven't, um, I want to encourage you to sign up for that. Um, it is, from a student ministry standpoint, as a parent standpoint, it's one of the best resources that I've had to understand um, things that are going on in culture. So whether you have kids, young or old, whether you have grandkids, nieces, nephews, whether you interact with people on a daily basis. Um, there's so much on there um, that is so good um, to be able to understand. And you think, well, I don't need it. My kids are perfect. Um, <laughs> awesome. Good for you. Sign up anyway because um, you're going to need it uh, because uh, your kids aren't perfect. <laughs> so um, I just want to encourage you to do that, do that, do it today. If you don't have that email, you didn't get access to it, um, let me know. Text me, email me, and I want to get you signed up for that. We're also going to be doing um, some of those conversation kits on our student ministry, bringing parents in just to help have some of these conversations. Um, and there's, there's so much, as Ryan said, our, our culture is just so much, so fast, um, so um, polarizing. Uh, we want um, you to understand what those, some of those things are um, as well as um, where does God's word stand on them. So sign yeah. up for those things today. And as I think about, you know, all those things and, and getting ready to do the book of John, right, which shares the good news. And I think about 2022, while as happy as I am to see 21 in the rearview mirror, I'm pretty confident 22 is going to have its own set of challenges, mm -hmm. whether it's transgender, transgender and pronouns. You know, it's an election year, right? Uh. Right? Um, there's so Can much we get a collective groan? <laughs> but, but here's the deal, right, church? We are to share this good news. We are to be a light. We are to demonstrate the gifts of the Spirit, um, fruit of the Spirit, if you will, um, with 
the dark world around us. That's why we're talking about these things. Ultimately, that's our purpose here, is to make sure others see that in us. Because we could either choose to contribute to the, the chaos and the conflict of those topics, or we can be a light in spite of the chaos. And that, to me, is what we need to be reminded of and keep in the forefront of our minds. So going through the book of John is perfect, perfect time. Yeah. Um, so as, as we were looking at um, purchasing a facility and thinking through um, how does um, athletics um, create some on-ramps to what we call the salvation pathway, um, is that kind of um, blew up and God moved us in a different direction. Um, what we began to discover is them, that there are many things um, that God has given us already to be able to engage our community, um, some common interests, um, and some on-ramps. So this, this coming year, uh, we're looking forward to doing at least one, if not two, um, outreaches in our community uh, that are using the vehicle of sports. Um, so how many of you think you don't really have an athletic bone in your body? All right, many of you. I want to encourage you, when we do these events, um, you can be a part of these. Um, there are all kinds of ways. There'll probably be week-long type events in the evening for a couple of hours, uh, ways for us to reach out into our community um, so that people might hear the gospel of Jesus Christ for the first time. And as we talk about our discipleship pathway, um, what we want to see um, isn't that um, people complete uh, different things and then well, they've, they've read this book, um, they've passed this test, um, therefore now they're a disciple. Thanks, have a good life. Um, that's not what we envision. We very much view it um, as a pathway. And first on that pathway is people need some on-ramps. They need relationships uh, with people who are the light um, in the world um, so that they can um, start by knowing who God is and surrender their lives to him. Um, Second, we want those people to find community. Generally, that happens through relationships. Um, here within uh, the corporate structure of us, um, it happens mostly uh, within the context of a life group. We want people to engage, um, to begin doing life together, to find community in life groups. From there, as, as people are committed to that and are growing in that, um, that's part of the discipleship process for them, uh, we want to see people connect in D groups to where they are, as Paul talked about earlier, um, they are engaging in the spiritual disciplines so that they might grow. So I'm curious, by a show of hands, how many people are currently in a D group? Awesome. Wow. Um, that is super encouraging. Um, how many people would say um, being in a D group and uh, practicing these spiritual disciplines has helped you in your walk with the Lord? <laughs> awesome. Um, we're going to continue that, um, and we can't wait um, to start um, more um, as 2020 um, begins. So, um, so knowing God, finding community, making disciples, and the last one, part of the pathway is, as we are being transformed into the image of Christ and uh, through those spiritual disciplines, um, the last step, which is kind of, um, kind of a recycling kind of thing, uh, we want to see people changing the world. It ought to, as we draw closer to God, um, it ought to drive us um, to be um, on mission with the Lord and to be sharing the gospel uh, wherever we go. And so we ought to be seeing people come to know the Lord for the, the first time. So as we um, talk about uh, this knowing God, uh, most people will do that either through a relationship with one of us, whether it's the workplace, the community. Um, some people do that um, by engaging either on Facebook or coming here on Sunday mornings. 
And um, as we think about and pray about uh, what do we want to be talking about from here on Sunday morning uh, as far as Scripture, um, Paul, you put a lot of thought into that. Um, how did you end up landing on um, the Gospel of John? Um, well, I don't want to get too long-winded here, but it was, it was a process. I mean, it began last year, Sorry. months and months and months ago. You, you just said you don't want to get long-winded, and like a bunch of people start chuckling. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, well, I can make them pay for that if you want. Um, but, you know, it did. It began with a lot of prayer discussion at our elders' retreat, talking about things. Um, but it, it started to really come together uh, as, as we were thinking about where we felt God was leading us this year. And as uh, Greg had mentioned, um, John is a fantastic book, especially for, for people who are just being introduced to the now, it doesn't mean it's just for those people, but a lot of times when I'm working with a new Christian or somebody who's exploring, I will, I will point them to the Gospel of John because it is so rich. And, um, you know, in it, uh, next week, we're going to hit a great Christological passage, chapter 1. And it, I mean, the more that I've read it and studied it, the more it, God has just impressed on me, not only the power of these words, but the purpose for which John wrote. And he makes it very clear in chapter 20, I'll talk about it a little bit next week, but, but his purpose is that um, we might believe and believe specifically that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And everything throughout the entire book is written to that end. And when you have that, you, you, when you read John through that lens, it really takes on greater significance. And, and so, and I believe that as we study some of these great doctrines like the deity of Christ, but we're going to come across all sorts of other wonderful things like John 3 and, and Jesus and Nicodemus and, and uh, John 3.16 and you guys know John 10.10 10 and John 14.6. There's, there's wonderful passages of scripture to memorize. And then you get to things like the great I am statements that Jesus makes. And it just makes your head spin. And, um, and then we come to Jesus' high priestly prayer. And the raising of Lazarus. Jesus' death and resurrection. It, ultimately, the answer is it's life transforming. <laughs> so there you have One it. of my favorite passages is um, in John where Jesus stood before um, Pilate. And... Uh, they were debating whether to give Barabbas or Jesus back. And, and um, Jesus um, said these words. He says, the, the reason um, that I've come, the reason that I was born. And you, you're kind of hanging on the edge of, okay, this is, must be an important statement he's about to make. Um, he says, I, I've come um, to testify to the truth. And just thinking of how our, our culture um, so desperately, how we um, so desperately need mm -hmm. um, that truth. Mm -hmm. So... As we get into the Gospel of John here on Sunday mornings, what are some ways that um, people can um, take that kind of to the next step, uh, not just to hear information on Sunday mornings, but to maybe really grow from it? My hope is that they'd be plugged into a life group, um, because in our life groups, we like to take the text from Sunday morning, and we like to go deeper into it. Um, you know, uh, Sunday morning does not allow for discussion <laughs> and, and, and mutual exploration of the truth, but in a life group, you can do that. So that, that would be a perfect way of doing that. Yeah. And this year has been um, 
fun to see lots of people getting connected in life groups and mm-hmm. seeing them growing in their relationship to others mm-hmm. and with the Lord, and there's definitely more opportunities to do that. Um, so, Ryan, as um, we've kind of transitioned our oversight of D groups to you, um, what are some things, as we think about this pathway, um, what are some things that you see coming in the way of D groups this year? Yeah, I think well, one thing is is we can't, you know, overemphasize enough is the priority of getting into a life group. And that's that's really a great um, on-ramp into into becoming aware of, of other people around you that, that are, are maybe, you know, finishing up a D group or starting a new one or whatever. Uh, but it also is, is just a great avenue, like, like Paul was saying, and, and we're, um, there'll be some, some additional groups available throughout the course of the year, things like that. So I think that's super important, is um, getting engaged in a life group. And then from a, a D group standpoint where we've got uh, it's generally smaller than a life group and you've got uh, only men, only women in those groups that are usually about you know, four to five people um, where you're, you're walking through scripture, you're memorizing scripture, you're having some time of accountability. Um, it's just really, uh, it's been transforming to our body um, as we've, over looking back you know, into the last Around seven, ten years ago, I remember praying for that sort of of commitment of of how do we lead our church family to have quiet times with the Lord, and then here in the last four or five years, um, this approach has uh, has um, you know shown itself, and by God's grace, it really has 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 captured um, our. Our, um, our love, really. I mean, look at the hands that came up. And I think if you talk with a person, any person who's um, been committed to through one or two D groups, um, it has been um, life-changing. It's been a, a different way to approach uh, being in the Word. And so as we look forward to 2022, um, here in the, in the next couple months, February or March, we're going to have a D group rally where all the D groups are going to be invited to. And um, have a time where um, where we sort of just share a few stories and provide a few um, tidbits, reminders of, of of what the priorities of D groups are. What are the things that um, that make them most effective? What are some stumbling blocks to avoid? And and just having a, a, an encouraging time of of uh, you know giving some extra energy. Um, to something that's already working, but then give us opportunity to come together and, and gain some collective energy. And it's not just you know your own four or five people getting excited, but we might have you know thirty or forty people here that are that are um, excited about what's going on. And then as we look further down the road in the summertime, we'll have more of a of a formal D group leader training. And and so no doubt as you as we hit the summer and the fall, there'll be some groups that have ended or are ended have ended, um, and they need to have a, a reminder and a, and a refresher and some new leaders that haven't been through the training process, um, which isn't super, um, it's not rocket science. You know, if you've been in a D group, you've watched it happen every single week. But nonetheless, it's good to start with some fundamental basic knowledge of, of the approach that, that uh, we'd, we'd like to have everybody, everybody take. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, and just become a church of disciples who are making disciples, that that's, that's all of our role and responsibility as believers. Greg, as you think about um, men's and women's ministry this coming year, um, what are some things that you see um, kind of in that area? 
Yeah, I think from the, from the men's ministry uh, perspective, a couple things come to mind. One, um, as God's worked in my life, I've come to really appreciate and understand how important the role of husband and father is for a family, right? We set the tone and the direction for where it's going, and with that becomes some responsibility, but it's the cool thing is it's not a solo sport. And, um, you know, as men, um, God has gifted us with one another, and so we need to make sure we prioritize gathering together. So our hope is um, to gather together three times this year is for specifically for a men's event, whether it's to do some things here in the building or to, to go to someone's house and have some uh, games and that sort of thing, throwing axes, stars, whatever. Um, but then also sharing what God is doing in our lives together. So the, uh, you can look for those coming up here in the near future. The other opportunity, and I want to challenge everybody uh, to attend, is uh, there's a men's event down in Scioto Hills. If you haven't been before, it's fabulous. It, they do a fantastic job. The food's amazing. The time together is amazing. And I think the way you get the most benefit out is by going both Saturday and, or Friday and Saturday night. And this year, it's April 22nd and 23rd. Um, and so what I'd like to challenge is for those who have gone before, I'd like to, one, challenge you to go again, and two, to invite someone who has not attended previously. And I think there is great value in going to that. I know you're busy. I understand that. And I can totally appreciate that. But I think it needs to be a priority for us. Um, you know, D groups are important. Life groups are important. Sunday mornings are important. But we as men need to gather together, too, because it is on our shoulders to lead our families in the direction God would have for us. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So as we think about... Um, this discipleship pathway, this also affects um, our kids um, as well as our students. And uh, for our kids' ministry, uh, with adding, mixing some things up with our fifth and sixth grade, uh, we're excited about um, just gaining um, a bigger community uh, within our, our age groups. And um, with our, if you don't know, uh, with our elementary, with our preschool, um, all of those age groups, um, they are on a three-year cycle to go through Scripture. Um, to, to look at God's Word, to understand the whole story of Scripture, and to really see how the gospel message um, isn't just something that was introduced um, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, it's been since Genesis 1, um, God's rescue plan for the world. And so we uh, teach that and uh, help our students, our young people, um, see how that applies um, to their lives, whatever stage that they're in. With our middle school, um, we're going to be doing the same thing. So that way for parents, as you are wanting to engage with your kids as to what um, they're learning and talking about, that's going to be the same. Um, so all of that will be there. Um, all of those resources are online as well. And with our um, high school, <clears throat> we're actually starting something tonight, um, kind of going through um, the core um, understanding of um, God's rescue plan uh, for um, our world and our culture and looking forward to just seeing what God's doing on our students. Um, in addition to that, as far as the pathway, we started our first uh, D group with um, some high school guys um, this year. Uh, we're on uh, week nine, I think. Um, I'll probably be corrected about that later. Um, week nine, and uh, we are um, doing the disciplines as um, just some high school guys, uh, learning God's word, um, spending time memorizing his word, praying together, having accountability, and I'm looking forward to getting back together with those guys um, even tomorrow. Glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you how the student ministry and the children's ministry fit into the discipleship pathway. Yeah. So you did it. I did. Yeah. It was, it was on the notes. Yeah. 
Well, what else is what 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 else uh, you know should we expect here in 2022? What else is happening this year? Um, if you don't know, uh, we're in the process of moving out of our offices, and uh, we kind of just felt as we moved into here. Um, this space is a little bit more expensive than um, a previous space that we were in, and we just felt uh, with um, so much um, uncertainty um, and uh, wanted to invest um, more in people, um, we just didn't feel like we should be using that money at this time to, to have that office space. So we're in the process of moving out. Um, if you've got time this week, because we have to be out um, by the end of this week, um, Paul um, Johnson and Andy Shimp are um, in, in the process of putting together some teams to, to move things um, out of there, either into here or into some of our storage um, things. So um, I can't see, are Paul and Andy in the room currently? Paul's over here. Andy's so Andy's in the back. In the back. Um, if you are, if you've got some time this week, if you've got a truck, um, if you've got um, a helping hand, um, see one of those guys and uh, they will get you um, connected. So we've got some work to do in, in regards to all of that. So that's um, definitely happening. Um, Greg, do you want to talk about um, just a little bit of where we are on kind of a permanent location? Yeah, so, um, you know, we were looking hard and heavy as we got into, when was that? Was that October when we left Eastside? Was it September. September we left. Okay, so we were, you know, rapidly or actively pursuing the purchase of that building. Obviously, God shut that door, and I went, amen. And we landed here, and it's taken our energy to kind of get this space usable. We're not 100% there, but, um, you know, we're definitely in a much healthier place than when we first got here, which was a huge praise. So our goal is going into 22 is, you know, we want to enjoy where we're at and be mm. thankful, but also... Just be, to take a breath is kind of nice, right? It is. It's we're wonderful. not moving out of here next week. No, <laughs> That's no. not the plan as of 11.20 a.m. on, what is Sunday. the 9th? Whatever today, today is. That's not, not the current will, plan. It is, yes. <clears throat> um, but that being said, we do want to be actively pursuing and looking, whether it's, um, you know, a facility and... I'll tell you, looking for a facility that is suitable for a, a church uh, can be a real challenge, um, whether it's zoning requirements or just the space and the money involved. You know, at a reasonable price, if you haven't noticed, real estate has uh, kind of gone through the roof. And so looking for avenues for us to, to look to eventually find a permanent facility would be awesome, but also not sacrificing all the gains we've made financially. I mean, just to touch on that, the last two years now, we've our offering has exceeded our budget, which for a church that's that's pretty amazing. Well, it's a, it's exceeded our planned budget. Not it's far our exceeded expenses. our expenses. Our, far exceeded yeah, our expenses. Our planned budget, uh, we've exceeded that, and, and we're able to to continue to put money in in the bank to set aside for the purchase of a facility someday, which is going to be awesome. But we just want to don't want to get ahead of God in that. So yeah, and our land, we have thirty acres. It's still for sale. Um, you know, realtors said it's just going to take the right person at the right time uh, for that unique property. So um, as far as I understand, he continues to get people inquiring about it. And uh, if you drove by, the sign was ripped off by the wind. Um, he's in the process of fixing that. So you don't have to send me multiple text messages. To now, We have now, a lease sign for this place through when? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> this, this fall. I can't this remember fall, if it's right? a year it's or two year, years, three year. years. Yeah, I don't years. even remember. So um, yeah, by God's grace, we'll uh, we'll be able to we'll, we'll be here um, very contently uh, for yeah. for the the path forward until He uh, now, makes it clear. I was just say, although we don't have a major move in the works, uh, we do have a change coming up next month, though, don't we? <laughs> February February sixth. 
Two services. Two oh. services. <laughs> like, what are you talking I'm about? I'm picking you up, Paul. I got you. Oh. Okay, the glazed look. Oh have have to keep him, keep, keep you in the loop there, brother. Oh. Yeah. Like, is that on my notes? Yeah. It's are not you going to go to first or second service? It's not on my notes. It's above where it says Greg. Um, oh, so it's my fault. Yeah. All right. As long as we're clear on that. You, you want to tell us about that? I'm sure. Services? I'm going to. If you stop Can talking. Can you tell us about that? All right. Um, so uh, a few months ago, as um, things began to fill up in here, and uh, realizing that uh, this, this whole COVID thing is, is still around and uh, kind of just knowing where our church is. We did a survey just to kind of see uh, where are we on um, this, uh, what was the word we used to describe this space? Um, Bowling alley? No, no. Cozy. Cozy. Uh, this cozy space that we have. Um, when, it, when it's full, I mean, it's, it's, it's tight. And we get that. Uh, we get that the chairs are small. Uh, we get that the chairs are, are not ones you want to sit in for an hour and a half or two hours or three. And um, that's what we're going to be here today. Yep. Um, that's what my notes say. Um, and uh, so we kind of sent out just kind of a survey to kind of gauge where everyone was on the comfort level of this space. And, and again, uh, just um, the, the, the sense of unity um, that uh, we get to enjoy as a church in this, these times is just remarkable. And uh, so grateful for that. Um, but um, a couple things came out of that. Uh, one, again, the unity, but also um, in regards to how people in our church feel about COVID, at least on a, on a general scale, uh, for the most part, um, there doesn't seem to be any, any great fear of being around people. Although certainly that exists. Uh, we all deal with that on different levels. Um, and that that wasn't the issue in regards to the space. What did come out of it, though, was that um, the comfort level of inviting um, a friend, a coworker, um, to come into um, this cozy space um, was, was, was lacking. And um, as we kind of think about that, I totally get that. And um, if God is prompting our people, um, us, um, to invite someone, uh, we want to do uh, what we can, what's reasonable, um, to make, help facilitate that, help make that happen. So as much as I think all of us, um, if we were just to have our choice, um, we would knock out a couple more walls and have one big um, time together. Um, I think that would be all of our preference. Um, but currently, as of 1124, that's not an option. Um, <clears throat> so two services is an option um, in this space. And our plan um, is to switch to two services as of February 6th. And the times um, for those two services are? 915. And 11. Wow, you say that with such like yeah. excitement. So 9.15 and 11. Um, and for the most part, as we did that survey, it was pretty fairly split down the middle as to who's going to be going to which one. Um, our current plan is to have um, all of our children's ministry happening at both of those services. Um, if um, all of the kids from one group are coming to one, we might adjust that as time goes. Um, and at this point, we don't know if this is a forever thing, if this is just for a get through the winter um, coziness um, kind of thing, but um, it's February 6th that's going to happen. And um, so with that, um, our expectation is that uh, we are going to be inviting people <laughs> and praying to that end, that God mm -hmm. places those people on our hearts and that we pray um, that those people would say yes and they would come. Um, not just so that they can come to church, not so that we can fill this room, um, we could care less about filling the room, but um, so that people might hear the gospel Amen. of Jesus Christ and um, their lives might be changed forever. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's what we want. 
Um, so be praying about um, who God might be asking you to invite to come. And uh, there'll be more room, more space, probably similar to what it is now, but um, a little different, I'm sure. Um, but it'll definitely be more space. Um, also, with two services, <coughs> sorry, there's going to be uh, more opportunities for people to serve. And um, that will um, be happening within our kids' ministry. There's going to be lots more opportunities there, whether it be in the nursery, uh, whether it be in our preschool, um, young elementary room, or whether it be within our elementary up through our fifth grade um, classes as well. It's going to be um, lots of opportunities there uh, for people to step in. Um, our welcome team is going to be needing some more people. Um, parking, I think, is um, probably okay because parking will be different as of that. And um, our hope this week, I planned to get it uh, ready for today, but just with my week, I just didn't get it done, um, to have um, a list of what are those opportunities are with some brief descriptions about those, as well as the time commitment. So my hope is to get that to you uh, here this week so you can see that online and um, explore some of those opportunities. Yeah, the other thing that I think that we'll need to become um, a little bit more intentional about is, is is making sure we don't become a first service, second service church. Yeah. And so um, as we look forward to 2022, part of part of the things that I mentioned before, the D group rally, the, the D group training, um, probably some some life group um, events where and then some church wide events, whether it's the, the the prayer emphasis week will provide opportunities where everybody can get together. And, and now we've got this uh, the benefit of of this place that we have all week long, um, which is uh, will be new this year, something we didn't have all of 2021. So it gives us some additional flexibility uh, because once we do have the two services, there will be a tendency for us to only know the people that we generally go to church with uh, because there, there will be a, a uh, you know, just a natural divide there. So we're going to work hard to provide opportunities. And then if, if uh, uh, you, you all are are uh, able to participate in those will fight against that uh, tendency to, to be a little bit divided. Yeah. Um, something else coming up um, this year is um, a sabbatical for Paul, and we try to regularly schedule those. Ryan, do you want to talk about that just a little bit? Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of a unique thing. Um, around six or seven years ago, we started to look at how along the same time as Paul was coming on board, actually, and we took a look at the ways that we honor our, our full-time pastors, you know, whether it be taking a, a real hard look at, at their salaries and benefits. Um, one of the other things that came up during that same time frame was the recognition of just the, the unique aspects, burdens, and obligations that come along with full-time ministry. And uh, one of the um, one of the ideas that came out of that was the idea of, of sabbatical. And sabbaticals, while uh, pretty, um, probably few and far between in most of our jobs, um, they're very common in academia. If you went to college, you probably heard at one point or another some professor going on sabbatical for a few months. Um, very common there. Um, pretty common in areas of senior leadership in corporate um, companies. Um, and so they, they are, you know, highly beneficial uh, to being able to have a time of, of reflection and, and a refreshment. And so at that time, um, um, our body uh, implemented a, a, a routine, I'll say, of each of our full-time pastors being eligible for a, a sabbatical every seven years. And so sabbatical comes from the word Sabbath, which is a, a 
biblical um, teaching um, that, that the Lord uh, instituted at creation. And so it, it kind of flows along from that. And while certainly, you know, not something, you know, a, a sabbatical of ministry staff, not something that's required by scripture or anything, um, we have, have found it. And, and Eric um, took one now six years ago. And um, after, you know, for, for him, it was like at that time, like a 16-year path of ministry. And, and he took, and the, the sabbatical at that time was eight weeks. And that's, that's the same thing that we're looking forward to have uh, Paul be able to take. And so um, it is, uh, like I said, just an opportunity of, of intentional reflection, time with, time with God, being able to, to read and study and um, and evaluate one's uh, path, evaluate the future. And I know uh, Paul's spending a lot of time uh, planning, um, planning his. Um, I don't think you've nailed down an exact date yet. But, um, but w- one thing that it's, it's not um, it would be a, a glorified vacation. It's not that at all. Um, you know, there's, there's already built-in vacation time and things. This is, this is something where it's an intentional time away with the Lord. You know, we see Jesus do this um, throughout his course of his short, relatively short ministry, repeatedly getting away to spend time uh, with the Lord. And, and so while it's, um, it, it perhaps is unusual um, as we look around all of our jobs, it's something that um, if, if you've been around the church for a while, no matter if it's this church or other churches, and we all have stories of pastors that have become extremely stressed and burnt out in their ministry. And um, it was at that time, you know, six or seven years ago, that we sort of decided we didn't want to contribute to that. And not that it couldn't happen, uh, but we want to be a, a church that cares for our pastors in a way that's even a little extra rather than stop short. And so that's, that's uh, where we're looking forward. Yeah, and I think that's the important piece is it, it you know, to me this isn't as much about a compensation package. This is, you know, 85% of pastors don't make it to retirement. Think about that and think about why. You know, the amount of, while the, these gentlemen love to do what they do and they want to keep doing it, it is important for all of us to be able to take a time to pause and to rest and to reflect you know, I talked about be still and know that I am God. It's hard to make that time. And so for, for you know, Eric's had the chance, and now to give Paul that opportunity to have that pause to reflect and to rejuvenate, you know. Um, my biggest concern is he's going to come back with all kinds of energy. <laughs> and we're going to be like, hold on, Paul. But, um, you know, I'm excited for him to be able to have this unique opportunity to be able to use that time wisely which I know he will, and to, to use it so he can come back and continue to serve in the same way he's been doing faithfully for the last seven mm-hmm. years. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, and I can say just um, so grateful for the church that um, does those things. And uh, six years ago, it was something that I went to the guys. I said, look, I think we've got an opportunity um, to be proactive in this versus reactive, and uh, here's my stress level. And um, so to be able to take those eight weeks was um, incredibly helpful. Uh, for me, um, or eight weeks, whatever it was. If, if I can kind of just full circle go all the way back to earlier when we were talking about praises, as, as you guys were talking, I was just thinking, I, I've been here now seven years. That's a praise. 
you know, and I'm so grateful. Um, uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, my wife wouldn't want to be anywhere else, and we are looking forward to many more years of ministry here. Yeah. So just so people know, your sabbatical doesn't start tomorrow. No. Um, you're preaching next week. Yep. And uh, you're thinking either April, May, or September, yeah. October. Leaning towards uh, spring <clears throat> at this point, but yeah. Um, and, uh, um, you know, one of the, the things that, you know, needs, needs to happen is, is there needs to be a period of rest. But I'm a learner, too, and so I want to take advantage of conferences and other uh, means in which I can um, have stuff poured into me um, so that I can then give back to you. So the good news is, is while he's not here, he's on a sabbatical, and that'll be great for him, you guys get us. <laughs> no one's cheering, they're just laughing. So it's, it's good to be loved. <clears throat> um, so there's a, I'm confident that uh, God has uh, much in store uh, for us um, individually and collectively this year, and um, God is good. And... Um, He's, he's going to uh, see his plans through uh, with us. And um, so you might be asking, well, that's great. Um, what, uh, what do we do with some of this information? Uh, first, I think we celebrate um, just that, God's goodness, um, that he has been so good um, to us as his people. Um, and for us um, to continue um, to get ready and be ready uh, for whatever he has in store for us, whether it's today, tomorrow, next month, next year, um, God is transforming us. Um, allow Him to do His work, um, engage um, in community and in discipleship um, so you can see um, the fruit of those things. Um, get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be opportunities um, to get involved in men's and women's events, um, small groups, D groups, um, serving. Um, all of those ways um, are ways that um, we all need to be involved um, together. And um, for all of us kind of to be asking, uh, where are we on that pathway? Um, do we know um, Jesus? Do we have a saving relationship with him where we've repented of our sin and uh, chosen to follow him with our lives? If not, um, man, what an opportunity um, to do that. Um, second, um, are we in um, community? Are we in um, some sort of small group uh, where we're living life together with other people? Um, are we in uh, engaging the discipleship process and the spiritual disciplines with others and uh, learning to um, not just be a disciple, but learn to make disciples as well. Because um, I know for me, just uh, growing up in the church, I always thought making disciples was somebody else's job. Uh, or it's the staff's job, or the pastor's job, or leader's job. Uh, no, it's for all of us. And God has made you, um, us all, um, he's called us all um, to go and make disciples. Um, not just be one, although being one is great. Um, but he's called us to also um, make them and um, are we changing the world? Um, do we see um, God moving? Are we praying for those that are lost, that are around us every day? Are we sharing the gospel? Um, are we sharing um, the testimonies that he's um, given us um, so that others might come to know him um, as their Savior? Um, think about um, all of these things and um, take that next step wherever it is. And if you don't know what that next step is or you want help kind of talking about it, uh, we, we would love that. <laughs> um, those are super fun um, conversations to have. Just um, say the word, and uh, we'll definitely mm-hmm. uh, be doing that. So as we close, are any final comments? Anything that, uh, man, Eric missed that on the notes, and we need to go back and fix it? Paul, the, I was just going to say <clears throat> these stools aren't very comfortable either. So make it quick. 
Oh, okay. Were you going to say something? <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, let's pray, and uh, we'll invite uh, the worship team to come back up. God, we are, uh, we are grateful uh, for the ways that uh, you are good and gracious and kind, uh, for the ways that uh, you are patient uh, with us and uh, the ways that you love us. And um, God, what a privilege we have um, to know you and to make you known. What a privilege we have to be um, a part of this body and uh, to worship together, uh, to live life together, and um, be on mission together. And God, we just pray that you would continue to have your way with us, and uh, God, at the end, um, not just that we would persevere, but God, that um, we would uh, gain maturity and transformation in you. For it's in uh, Christ's um, glorious and, and gracious and powerful name we pray, amen.